Hello, everyone. I'm your beloved marketing person, Kelsey Clark. I am Tom Kupchak, team lead of operations and support. I'm Corey Ham. I'm Amanda Berlin, network security engineer. Is everyone ready to argue? I love arguing with Corey. Yeah. I am ready to argue. Great. So are airplane hackers good or bad? Here we go. I'm going to go out on a limb here. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to say, honestly, though, airplane hackers are bad. The reason I give for this, and there's a really good carnal ownage blog post about this, and if you want to hear a way better perspective than mine, you should go and read it. It talks about, it defines something that they call stunt hacking, which is essentially when you're like... Which is a new term. Which is a new term, I guess, coined by some person way smarter than I. Basically, the idea of stunt hacking is, I am a cool hacker, and I like to go on news channels and talk about how good I am at hacking, so I'm going to hack something that the news channels will like, like an airplane. And it might seem cool as a hacker to be like, oh, I hacked an airplane. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, But here's the problem that you're actually subverting everything that works in security. And sensationalism is a problem in security because how it should be done, responsible disclosure and all that, is completely in antithesis to just announcing on Twitter that you're on a plane, you totally hacked it. I think that if you if you say if you're on a plane and you hack it, first of all, you have no regard for your own safety and you're an idiot because <laughs> because you're thirty five thousand feet above the the earth on a plane that is keeping you alive and you're potentially cutting that life support offline. Uh, and you just got to reboot the plane. That's a terrible idea. And if you think that's a good idea, then they do have to reboot planes. Did you read about that? Yes. yes okay. I did. All right. Just making sure you didn't make that. Right. So. Um, not only are you potentially subverting your own personal safety and, and also not to mention the safety of the other 138 or however many people there are on the plane with you who apparently have no regard for their lives either, but also you're you're going against what has been a very hard war over the years of figuring out how vulnerabilities and hackers can, can go with the manufacturers and to get something that actually makes sense out of all of that. Because years ago, a lot of irresponsible disclosures happen and that led companies to portray i guess you could call them security researchers or hackers or whatever basically portray those people as being bad and as being uh, enemies of their companies but the truth is that a lot of people worked really hard to make it so that they're not enemies they're considered i guess friends or they can be used to help you like that's where we get things like bug bounties and responsible disclosure and All those things are good things, and that's how it should be done. It should be done where you should work with the companies who design these aircraft systems, the companies who are administrating these systems, the companies, the vendors who are selling them. But what if the airlines don't care when you've brought it up to them before and they continue to put everybody's life at risk with those vulnerabilities on every single plane every day? If the airlines don't care, then the FAA should care, and they probably do. And the FAA is who, who regulates the air, aircrafts. I mean, I I could see that, but there is a legitimate point to be made that if if the vendor never responds and you've you've tried, I mean, that's the idea of gray hat right. and responsible disclosure <clears throat> is if the vendor doesn't respond, then you disclose the information publicly and then hopefully they'll notice. However, I would say in this case, in the case of a airline or in the case of the FAA or the, even in the case of the vendors who design these products, especially based on the culture of aviation and the, the extreme regulations and safety precautions that they take, I can almost guarantee that the companies, the airlines, the vendors, and the FAA are going to notice and they're going to care. Whether, Especially if you don't, they're going to care. Do you think they care more now? 
Do I think they care? I mean, maybe. But I think that the amount that they care is... I don't know. It's really hard to say. Obviously, I don't have any experience working for a vendor who sells products to an aviation, you know, to a company that would put them in a plane. But I would, if I, you know, if I was the manager of whatever company sells these products that go on planes, I would say that safety is going to be pretty high on your list of features for your product. And especially when you're talking about something that that people really care about the safety of planes. and I would disagree. I would disagree too. The thing that they care about is getting their parts sold to the airlines or the plane manufacturers and making them, you know, sell more of these things. If, if, if that product is on a plane and it brings a plane down, they're never going to sell another product again. But I don't think that they're necessarily thinking about that when they're designing these products. You know what? Saying safety is the top of like an airplane's priorities or whatever product is like saying security is at the top of the CEO's mind for their company or product or service. Like, so I don't like believe let's that. Let's just say you have a computer controlled device that controls the fuel flow to your jet engines. Okay. So let's just say that it's controlled over a network. Their concern, they're getting to look at this from the perspective of, it, hey, it's an air gap network. Why do we need to even secure this? This could just be a, you know, a, a TCP packet with a flag set for send for gas on. or, or yeah. stop sending gas and maybe, you know, make it a, a, you know, a decimal value so that you could have less gas or more gas go to the engine. So you're and saying that's, that's that their pro- concern is that it works. Yes. And their concern is that it, you know, it turns on and off. Just like industrial control systems. And it doesn't stick in a case where the plane is, you know, shut with no fuel or stuck with a wide open throttle. That's what the testing I would think you'd be doing in that manufacturing. Not like can some guy who's, you know, on the in-flight entertainment system with a cable under his laptop. Yeah, they don't have red team mentality. Yeah. They want it to run. They think of it as never going to be misused. No one's going to ever send any sort of traffic to it other than the plane controller saying send gas to the engine. I would say that that may be true that they're concerned primarily with it working. However, first of all, in aviation, one of the most basic ideas that's implemented is redundancy and so they have multiple engines with multiple of these things and possibly you know more than one device it's it's the control protocol for this is probably not something that they're looking at being redundant in the sense of you know protecting the plane from someone who's trying to hack into it i would say that safety would still be a considerable safety of your product and security ties in directly to the safety of the product okay so you're a pen tester here yes. and you test websites pens well i test a lot of different things but you test websites right i do and what are some things that people would put in on a website uh forms yeah and what kind of information would go on a form anything really personal data ssn what's your name what's your address credit card numbers credit card numbers PCI, or just PHI. random things like what kind of tubes do you want to buy does that have value that information that information yes if it's something that's posted on a web server is there an assumption that only the person who's legitimately using the web server is going to be the person who's using it or could there be external factors such as attackers trying to get to that web server the second one yes attackers yes does every web application that you guys test is designed with security being the forefront of that? No. However, there is a difference between, oh, no, our website went down and, oh, no, our plane went down. I disagree because if the plane... <laughs> if a, if I'm a, sorry if you so or your family remember, died from a plane crash. Remember what you, remember what you said earlier. Tom's er- wrong, kids. Remember, <laughs> remember what you said earlier. If you know the part was responsible for the plane going down, they wouldn't be in business. 
you might then run into the same situation if an entire site is down and a company loses all their assets. They're out of business too. That's there have been examples of this where, I forget what organization it was, but it was a company that did that uh, GitHub on the cloud. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They completely went out of business because their their site was... Okay, there is an inherent difference between data and human life. I think he's talking about the principle. The principle is different because when you're talking about a plane, you're talking about life support systems, essentially. And that's a whole different ballgame. And also, when you look at the FAA and other regulatory... Look at plane crashes. Figure out what happened. The only goal in any plane crash is to figure out what went wrong and fix it. And that means that all these systems are designed with safety as the number one priority. The so hydraulics. How, how often do planes crash? But physically. Not, not, not often. Not, not often at all. How but often like, do web servers crash? <laughs> all the time because they don't care as much if they crash. But like, phys- I, I mean, I've not researched, but I've listened to some talks based on FFA, FAA regulations and, and the kind of stuff that they have to go through when a mistake is made. Even the smallest mistake is made it's that's huge. outside of protocol. It is gigantic. Yes. But how much of that do they think about when they're designing the software that runs on the planes? Maybe. I mean, I would say, okay, if you're comparing, for example, the, the fuel exchange or the fuel flow or flight control systems like flaps or something, the amount of safety that's going to be inherently built into the systems that control the plane are going to be is going to be higher than the system that provides the, you know, provides the passengers with in-flight entertainment. But I, when they're not air-gapped, that comes into play as an, you know, that's then in scope. So what you're saying is that the the FAA doesn't necessarily regulate it? I don't know. Or, okay, so... Basically, you're saying that there is less of a consideration of safety with when designing like an inner in-flight entertainment system than there is when designing like a flight control system. Because who would care if yeah. the in-flight entertainment gets hacked? I mean, I would say obviously it's impossible to speculate as to whether well, right. because I mean at this point we're at a point in the world where all the information is out and it can't be redacted. But I would say that and if you approached an airline. I mean, and I don't know. I, I never was the person who did the security research based on this. But I would say if you approached either the FAA or an airline and said, hey, I can bring your plane down with the in-flight entertainment system, they're going to listen up. Um, I think that, and I don't know, there may be research that contradicts me here, or there may be some anecdotal evidence that contradicts me here. But based on what I know about the aviation industry and their their the way they approach security and safety specifically human safety when flying on planes, I think that they would listen up. I think that if you, they have, I I believe they have systems in place for whistleblowers when it comes to manufacturing and maintenance of the planes. I mean, they they have a channel in place for a person who repairs an engine to say, like, we're not doing these engine repairs right and it's totally unsafe. And I would say that that same channel could be used by a security researcher. And I, I mean, it'd be interesting to know if that channel is available yeah. for security research. It, I mean, I know of the of the new bug bounty program that they put out right away. Yeah, but, but obviously, it was all yeah, there's bullshit too. Yeah. And well, I mean, there's nothing. Neither of us can know what the airline, how would they have approached it if we were, if we were the person who found the flaw and we did it responsibly, would they re- respond in an effective way? We d- we can't say. I guess the thing also, how do you pen test a plane? Well, what do you just like say they, I, if yeah. I, I mean, you know, if I was United, I was the CEO of United, I would have con. Well, I it's guess also the, I Boeing guess they, or whatever. You yeah. Know. But well, Boeing already had him on their radar and so did uh, the FAA maybe. But I know United didn't. Somehow he got on United's 
not no fly list, but he might be now. But, you know, radar to watch his tweets or whatever. But instead of putting that person that's doing all the research on your, hey, let's watch this person, make sure they don't do anything malicious. Why aren't you working with them directly so they don't be, they're not doing this stuff on a commuter flight with people in yeah. tow. And why can't you say, okay, we, we're good. We've already pen tested this plane. We know we're good. Yeah. Because we already- <laughs> have a plane to look at. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do you pen test a plane? The same Give way you one. pen test anything difficult. You, de- you develop a, a test and you develop an attack scenario and you go through with it and then you evaluate the you know, same way that you test well, anything. Like if you're a security researcher, like you don't just have a plane in your lab that no. you can test this on. No, that's very true. However, I think another another point that I want to make is despite what has happened being good or bad, there is still somewhat of an issue with the overall culture of these stunt hacks. And what I'm saying is what happened with United or what happened with these airlines, regardless of that, there is a problem when it's more when attackers or hackers think it's more beneficial for them to just announce these things on Twitter than it is for them to work with the people who should they should be working with. If you read the article on Carnal Ownage, Essentially, he talks about I've been at, you know, I've been at conference private parties for 10 years. And what I think is that people are more concerned with they like the hype. These stunt hackers or whatever you want to call them, they love the hype. They don't care so much about actually getting the vulnerabilities fixed. They just want to ride the media hype. They want to be interviewed on these news channels. They want to they want to make a name for themselves. And they prioritize that over everything else, including responsible disclosure to the manufacturers the vendors and that's i think that there's more of a problem with that culture of sensationalist sun hacking kind of stuff than there is with the actual mechanisms that have been put in place by these manufacturers and that is kind of part of the culture of this industry oh it is oh yeah it is but there's a healthy way to do it and there's an unhealthy way to do it and i think that right now with media buying with media presence is unprecedented as far as security goes it's never been this much and the overall cultural awareness is higher than it's ever been. We're, we could be going in a d- dangerous direction because now companies like United may react negatively if someone were to approach them and, and say, or even if they didn't approach them, but maybe, I mean, obviously I can never say exactly how United reacts, but we're portraying, in these stunt hacking scenarios, you're portraying, as a stunt hacker, you're portraying yourself as an enemy of these companies, an enemy of these people who design these systems that should be pen tested or or and at uh, that point they may not trust you enough exactly. to reach out to you and a lot of work by a lot of people has gone into ensuring that there is a an effective and trustworthy channel for potential attackers to use to disclose these issues in a responsible way and when when stunt hackers announce this information they're taking away from a lot of hard work by a lot of security researchers and they should consider that before they i'm sure it's real cool to say i hacked this plane bro i'm super cool like i'm sure that makes you feel fantastic but i bet it would feel better to you know to actually disclose these things and have them fixed and know that like people are safe because of your work i think that would be much more rewarding than just saying hashtag hacked on Twitter and posting a picture of, you know, the plane's data logger, whatever it is you're doing. But the idea is you don't want to take away from all that. You don't want to change the the way that hackers are perceived to be negative. There's already a lot of negative press on hackers and you're not helping. You're making it worse. That's my main beef with it. And I think that's a lot of other quote unquote security researchers not that I'm even a security researcher. I'm a pen tester. I'm a white hat. You know, people pay me and all that crap. And I don't, ha- I don't, I'm, I don't understand the culture of security research. So, uh, or, you know, independent security research. But I think that 
you don't you don't want to take away from that work that people have done. And I think that's what you're risking when you do those kinds of actions. So that's my opinion. So just so we can uh, wrap this up, it seems like the two overall perspectives of whether airplane hackers are good or bad is first that, as Corey is saying, airplane hackers are actively hurting the information security research industry, you know, with the, the stunt hacks and basically doing these things through untrustworthy methods. And the other is that, you know, hacking a plane is proving a point that it's important for industries like the airplane industry and whatever goes along with that, the FAA, to care and pen test and do whatever is necessary to make sure their plane can't be hacked or whatever system it is. Is that is that making your point? That sounds clear? like a good summary. Amanda, is that? Yeah, okay. definitely. And if you're listening in and you have an opinion, talk to us and tell us what you think. And that's it. So thanks. Thanks for, for listening. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. And we'll make sure Bill's back next time. Bye.